No one else is going to get you out of this situation. No one else is going to do this for you. You're it. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short and to stop sitting it out and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business. It's about contribution. It's about meaning. That is what we seek. That is what we truly want. And you absolutely are here to serve the world. And I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Experian Boost for supporting this podcast. Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at experian.com slash dreamjob. Also, thanks to Skillshare. Skillshare is giving my listeners two months of Skillshare for free and unlimited access to thousands of classes. Go to www.skillshare.com slash dreamjob2 to start your two months now. We're also supported by LinkedIn. Knowing where to look is the first step to finding the right job. LinkedIn has 20 million jobs and the people who can help you find them. Find the job meant for you at linkedin.com slash jobs. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-B-S. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Today's episode is epic. I'm so glad you're here for this one. It's just so important for us to understand what it takes to build a business, how much action it takes, and what kinds of actions to take. And that's why I'm so excited for you to hear the story of these two amazing women and what they built, because I think it'll really inspire you. And truly, this is why I just decided to start this three-month Don't Keep Your Day Job Accelerator, which is how to go from passion to profit. I can see it so clearly when I'm talking to somebody what they need to do in order to take this thing they love and monetize it. And I'm all for you guys making money. I want to see you having 10K months. I want to see you having 20K months. I know as an artist that there used to be this belief that you're either going to do something that you love and not make money or you're going to go sit at a desk and build someone else's dream and that's how you make money. But it's been so amazing for me in my journey to have gone from working a desk job where I was making not a ton of money, but I was making some money and everyone kept telling me that was the practical, realistic way to go. And then I wound up quitting my job and yes, it was scary and yes, it didn't happen overnight. But then through a series of inspired, clear actions and strategies, I wound up starting to make half a million dollars a year. And then I wound up making a million dollars a year. And I went from working a job that I hated where I felt like this is just the way it is. Like people just are going to be depressed and have all of these dreams dying inside of them to starting to see myself making 20, 30, 60, $80,000 a month doing only things I love doing and feeling like I was actually making a tangible difference in the lives of other people. And I want you to be doing that. I want to see you making a great living. So please hear me when I tell you that I'm all about creatives, being creative, doing what you love, having a huge heart, 
and making a lot of money doing it. It is not mutually exclusive. It is not that you're either a good person with a big heart and you're poor or you are doing something you don't love and you're not a good person and you make money. That is not the choice. That is not the only way that it goes. You can be a really good person who has a value of wanting to show up and give empathy and goodness to the world around you. And you can eat good sushi and wear nice jeans and stay in nice hotels. Yes, there is a lot of that available. I see that all around me and I want to show you how to really deliver for your audience. I want to show you how to find your customer, how to find the people who you really can serve. And I want to show you how to start making a great deal of money doing something you love. I know that you're thinking it's not possible. But then again, you're hearing me interview people every single week and they're telling you these stories. And so I want to show you how to back up and look at what has been consistent in every person we've interviewed. What's the through line? What action are they taking? And I've built this now into a method. And I'm going to show you step by step. If you join me for this three-month accelerator, I'm going to show you how to do this. And not only am I going to show you how to do this, but I will be in there every single week on Zoom video chats, talking to you directly. We will be doing hot seats. I'll be listening to you and helping you figure this out. So if you've been listening to the show thinking, God, I want to be one of these people that Kathy interviews. I want to be somebody who's doing this thing, inspiring others. Other people. I want to be making a million dollars a year painting or drawing or sculpting or baking. I want to do this. I'm going to show you. If you've been thinking, I'd love Kathy to coach me. I'd love to sit with her like she sat with the other people that, that you've heard and help them come up with their ideas. And sometimes you have a passion, but you don't know how to monetize it. So we're going to sit and we're going to ideate and we're going to think about all the various ways and the different incarnations of this passion project and how you can actually start to make money from it, how you can show up every day getting paid to do what you love. So if you want to be a part of this, enrollment is closing June 14th at midnight. And if you go to Kathy course.com to sign up for this accelerator and you use the code dreamjob, you're going to get $100 off because you're one of my listeners. That's right. So use the code dreamjob and go there before June 14th at midnight. Now, also, those of you who've been listening to this podcast thinking, how did this girl go from being a nobody to starting a podcast in her closet? Now she's got 7 million downloads. She's on the chart with all these people like Tim Ferriss and Jenna Kutcher and Rachel Hollis and Sophia Moroso. How did she do this? How, how is she building such an audience? How did she create such a successful piece of content over and over again without a best-selling book already out there, without her, a famous last name, without a trust fund? I am actually giving you my podcast course for free when you take this three-month accelerator. So you're getting two classes in one, but you're really getting eight classes in one because in addition to me showing up and showing you step-by-step, step, walking you through, getting you into action so that you start to see this actually start to take form and momentum starts to sprout. In addition, I'm giving you my podcast course because I think podcasting is something that can be really, really integral to helping you build your business. It's an incredible marketing tool. Marketing is all about giving value. Marketing is all about showing up for your audience. So you don't have to do podcasting, but if you're interested and curious and you want to learn from someone who's really good at this, who loves doing it, who's gotten results, you're going to get my podcast course for free in addition. Also, you're getting several other courses. Tracy Matthews is coming in to teach you story selling, which is all about how do you sell through storytelling. And Susie Moore is going to be coming in to teach you how do you get 
publicity. She has a class called Five Minutes to Famous where she's been teaching people so successfully how to get results and how to win getting their own publicity. Entrepreneur Magazine, Oprah.com, Mind Body Green. She's going to be coming in teaching you a masterclass. And Laura Belgray is going to be coming in teaching you a class on copy so that you can really start to understand how am I going to say things in a way that really speaks to people's souls, that I'm not sounding salesy. I'm not sounding like just another ad on the internet, another blog on the internet. I want to really cut through and speak to people's hearts because guess what? Words from the heart speak to the heart. And we have to understand that casual is the new professional. We have to know how to get paid to be who we are. So there's even more than that. There's like four other classes within this class that I haven't even mentioned, but these guests are coming in live to coach you over Zoom video chat. Plus they're going to be giving you some handouts so that you can really start to apply what it is they're going to show you. It's going to be amazing. We've also added a payment plan, which is a 12 month payment plan because many of you said, you know, it's expensive or it's hard for me to afford it. And truthfully, spending $2,000 and getting all of these classes in one is such a steal. Plus me coaching you. One-on-one coaching is thousands of dollars a month. One of my coaches is $10,000 a month for me to work with them one-on-one. So $2,000 is really, really a steal, but it's still expensive for some people. And I totally hear that. So we created a 12-month payment plan so you can get it for $1.99 a month. So I would definitely check it out. Go to kathyscourse.com. Enrollment ends June 14th at midnight. I would love to work with you and inspire you and help you start to take action and help you start to see yourself profiting from the thing you love. So not only can you pay back what you spent on the course, but you can get to that place where you are making five, ten, twenty thousand $20,000 a month doing what you love. Because guess what? It's happening all around you. It's happening. I'm talking to those people every single week. These are friends of mine, people who are making that living from doing graphic design, hand lettering, floral designers, painters, photographers, screenwriters, dancers. Yes, it's all around me all the time. So is it doable? It's absolutely doable. But it's now about you deciding. It's having absolute certainty that this is possible and then figuring out what are you going to do about it and working smart because success leaves clues. So when you talk to people who've done it and they can work with you, and someone said to me recently, well, I've taken online courses and nothing happened and I feel like it's a waste of time. Ask yourself, were those online courses where you were passively doing it yourself, just kind of watching videos? Or are you working with a coach who's showing up over Zoom video chat and you are working this through and you're having that direct connection where you can start to really be there live hearing this kind of training because that is a game changer. Super excited about it. If you guys want more information, if you want to sign up, you can go to kathyscourse.com and use the promo code dreamjob at checkout and you'll get $100 off. All right. Also, I am doing a free masterclass this coming Tuesday on how to overcome imposter syndrome in your business so that you can start to profit. If you want to be part of that, there is a link in the show notes. You can find that there. I would love to see you at that masterclass. Now, let's dive into today's episode. I'm so excited about this conversation. Today, we have on two amazing women, Carly Zakin and Danielle Weisberg. They are the co-founders and co-CEOs of The Skim. It's a membership company dedicated to helping us live smarter lives. They started this company literally on their couch seven years ago, and now they have over 7 million daily subscribers, including Oprah. It all began with their daily Skim email newsletter 
newsletter, which has expanded to an app, a production studio, and a YouTube channel, among other things. They also have a podcast called Skim from the Couch, which you might have already heard because it debuted at number one within just a few hours of launching. And they have a book coming out tomorrow, which is called How to Skim Your Life. It helps you take control in areas like personal finance, your career, stress management, and lots more. You can pre-order it today or you can find it on the bookshelves tomorrow. I think you'll find so many helpful nuggets in there. I love their story. I love their tenacity. So without further ado, please welcome the incredible Danielle Weisberg and Carly Zakin. Hey, Danielle and Carly, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. Really looking forward to diving in and finding out how you guys started the skim. So take us back and let us know sort of where this came from and and take us through the journey of how it got to be where it is now. Sure. It's Danielle. So we started seven years ago. Wow. It's, uh, it's surreal to think about what we had when we started. We were 25 years old, roommates, and we started the company from our living room couch. We had grown up in the news business, loved getting our hands into any type of storytelling that we could and worked our way up to be producers. And Absolutely loved it. At the same time, we saw that our friends didn't have a new source that they trusted or that they felt really connected with them in the way that they lived their lives. And this is an audience of millennial women that is leading in so many different ways and deserve to have news that fit into their routines. Um, so we saw a void in the market and wanted to create a company all about this audience and making it easier to have news fit into your day to day. Over the past seven years, we've raised funding, we've grown our company and our products, um, we have an amazing team, and we are creating a membership to Living Smarter. So awesome. Just the fact that you did this from your couch, I just love that in and of itself. The fact that it then became so successful, just all of those things. I know that Oprah, has. she said that she's one of your subscribers. Is that true? Yeah, that was um, probably the best day. This is Carly. That was probably the best day of my life. <laughs> Tell us about that. It was crazy. We we were flying to the West Coast and we landed in LA. And you know, when you when you land, you turn your phone back on and like your email kind of takes a yeah. lot to load. Sure. And so I noticed my email was being really slow. And then I tried to get on Twitter and realized I had like a zillion messages and then saw that Oprah had tweeted about us. And I, I remember, I don't, Danielle and I weren't sitting like in the same row and I kept trying to find her like to make eye contact. Yeah. Off yeah. Uh, it was just, it was crazy. Like, oh my gosh, it was a dream come true. It is a dream. It's amazing. That's an official stamp of you have arrived. Welcome. You've arrived. <laughs> so let's talk about being on this couch and having this idea and how you actually started to put one foot in front of the other and build this incredible community, business, entity, all of the things. We spent the first year, we really woke up every single day and had a idea of what we wanted to do, which is create a very big email. Because at the time, that's all we had. And we knew that it was just the two of us. We had about $4,000 saved. We had a great idea and it was going to be up to us to make it into something. So we would do things like make postcards with the company's website and with our logo and a slogan. And we would sneak into Equinox bathrooms and leave them there. We would go into Starbucks and drop them off. We would basically just get kicked out of places. We spent that first year trying to meet anyone that we could who had ever started something um, and just get advice. 
and we did a college road trip. The two of us at the time, we could kind of pass still as college students. So we would um, try to stuff like these postcards under dorms and then sit in um, the cafeteria with our skim shirts and just like go up to random groups of friends and ask if they would sign up for this new product called the Daily Skim. Um, So it was just grassroots marketing, which was a fancy way of saying we did whatever we could to get people to know about our product. We printed up t-shirts and sent them to our friends around the country and just asked them to wear it at places in their neighborhood. And we really were able to network and to get different connections that ultimately led to us getting a first round of funding and then being able to hire a team. At the same time we were doing all of this, we were writing the newsletter at all hours of the day and night. We were sleeping in shifts. So that first year is such a blur. Mm-hmm. Um, we really did everything that we could to try to just get people to know and sign up for this free email. Oh my gosh. It's so incredible because it's so unusual. I mean, this is what separates successful people from those that aren't this much hustle. I mean, you trying to get people to subscribe to this newsletter and you're putting in all of this effort. And was that a free newsletter or did it cost money to be a subscriber? The Daily Skim has always been free. Um, So that was free then and it's free now. Oh my gosh. So here you were putting in all of this effort to send a daily newsletter that you, it was basically news, right? It was filled with news and the two of you were creating all of it. You were writing and editing and making all of that content come to life. Yeah. So the daily skim, the premise of the daily skim is everything that you need to know to get through your day. So what is the key information that either happened yesterday is happening today and that you need to know about for tomorrow. Um, so the idea, you know, when we started seven years ago and still true today is that you should be able to go to any work or social event and be able to talk to anybody about anything. Cool. It's really, really cool. It's like I saw it written down. You said like to break down important things and like an easy to to digest read. You said before your market was millennials. True or not true? Yeah, the the company is all focused around millennial women and really thinking about what their challenges are in their day to day, what they need to be informed on, what are some of the key stats around this demographic and creating a company all around their lives and creating information Uh, that they need to make the most informed decisions in their day to day. Yeah, that's amazing. And so it's really so generous that you wanted to do this so much that you were working all these hours and barely sleeping and driving around to different college campuses and doing everything you could to try to get the word out. And you weren't even making money and that wasn't even the business model right away. Well, I, I just want to correct that for one second, um, which is that while news has always been our passion, uh, we couldn't afford to leave our jobs for a passion project. Uh, and so we've always knew the business opportunity we were sitting on. And while the Daily Skim was free and is still free, and that was our first signature product, we always knew our grander vision was to have diversified revenue and that we could create products that fit into the routines of this audience. Um, And so we were very, very methodical in how we built the company. So while I'd love to say that we were generous people, uh, I think we were also uh, very strategic from really day one around how to build a big business. And how did you know that? How did you know at that age, sitting on your couch, what would eventually be the products that you could 
you could eventually monetize once you built a very engaged community, giving them something for free. I mean, I would love to say, yeah, we knew what all the products were going to be and we knew how the structure would work together. Um, We didn't. We had a lot of ideas on how it could evolve and a lot of ideas on what we wanted to create. But I think, you know, the North Star for us has always been that if we had focus on this particular audience, um, an audience that has so many competing interests for their time, if we created something that they trusted and that they started off their mornings with, then we would have this amazing engagement um, that would allow us to build other products. So I think at a time when a lot of other people went for scale, we just focused on meaning something to a very particular and sought after group of people that are hard to get in front of. And if we could do that in a big way, then we would be able to monetize it in a lot of different ways. So We knew that we didn't want to be dependent on just advertising. We knew that we wanted to be able to do creative things. Um, And that meant that we would have to have ultimately an audience that we could have subscription revenue, that we could recommend things to. And so the decisions that we made about the future of the company all really went back to, is this good for our audience and will they trust us and what value does this add? I love it so much. I wish I could take a highlighter or a red pen and just like under underline everything you just said, circle it and like draw arrows to it. Um, that is it. And every time I'm asked, like, what's the most important piece of building a business? I'm like, what you just said so eloquently, if you can build an engaged community of people and show up in front of their face where it's hard to get their attention, but do something that they find meaningful and they, and you keep giving this and you create a community. Once you have that, it is gold, it is liquid gold. And from that point, absolutely. You're right. You're right. You've lived to see that it's true. Um, and you knew, you knew, and I don't know how you knew that, but that is something that, do you know that most people don't know that, right? What you just said. We had no traditional business background, so it was a blessing in a way that we didn't know kind of what the status quo was. We just knew that we had an idea and we had no fallback plan. So it was going to be on us to make it happen. And I think with that, we were so laser focused and we didn't know what the odds were. We didn't know how hard it would be because we had never done it before. Uh Uh-huh. It's amazing. And so you did just mention a couple minutes ago that because it wasn't grossing uh, money from the beginning, you needed to have your day job. So were you working? And at what point did you, you know, walk away from the day job and, and be able to do this full time? We quit our jobs and then we started the company and we tried to save up as much money as we could, which wasn't much. We weren't really getting paid much at the time, Um, but we tried to save and it was a huge gamble for us to quit our jobs and to start this. I mean, there was no way we could do both at the same time. And we felt just such a passion and this conviction to really getting started. Um, At the same time, you know, we had to pay our rent um, and we didn't have families. We didn't have big responsibilities. So we knew that although this would be really tough, there wasn't going to be a point where it would ever get easier. Yep. That's a good, good way to look at it. And so how long did it take until this started to bring in revenue? 
It's actually interesting. We got offers to do um, to bring in advertisers truly from month one, and we we said no. Uh, and part of why we said no was a bandwidth issue, and part of it was also we were very focused on really just growing our user base. So we didn't start working with sponsors until about two years in, and our very first sponsors were the NBA, uh, Turner Sports, and Chase. Wow. Well, those are great sponsors, and two years though. Like, how did you manage for two years? Well, we raised, we were able eventually, um, after a very arduous process, to take in uh, venture capital funding. Uh, otherwise, there's no way we, we could have done that. And right. how we even were able to get along that far was we really went into credit card debt. And that was a personal decision that we made together as, as co-founders, mm-hmm. um, knowing the opportunity that was in front of us, knowing we had to be doing this full time, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that we had something very special. Um, and so- yep. It took us a very, very long time to raise money. And we, you know, we've been very public about, we got hundreds, if not close to a thousand no's. Um, and while continuing to grow a very, very engaged, loyal audience. Um, and yep. so eventually we were able to raise a seed round of funding and that enabled us to begin building a team, which enabled us to then start working with advertisers, um, which yeah. was the first revenue stream. But we are very happy that it is one of many that we have. Yes, yes, yes. That is it's really incredible dedication and it all worked out in the end. And that tends to be the case when you are really clear about what you're doing and you really care about your audience, which you do. I love everything you're saying. And before we keep going, let's just take a quick ad break. If you're looking for a job, knowing where to look is the first step to finding the right one. Well, LinkedIn's got 20 million jobs. You know, I often say that it's so helpful to have a job that provides you with a stable income and acts as your investor. But at the same time, you don't want to just take any random job that isn't going to help you grow or be fulfilled. So it's important to find the work that will really help you hone those areas towards what you ultimately want to do. Maybe you're just starting out and you want to explore one of your many passions. Maybe you're switching to a new job or a new role that's going to be more fulfilling. Or maybe you're completely starting over and taking charge of reinventing your career. On LinkedIn, you can find jobs as a photographer, an event planner, a music teacher, a content creator, a social media coordinator, and so, so much more. No matter what kind of job you're looking for, there are people on LinkedIn who could help you find it. People who give you advice, help you learn new skills, and introduce you to people at companies and organizations that are hiring. LinkedIn's got 20 million jobs and the people to help you find them. Find the job meant for you at linkedin.com slash jobs. That's linkedin.com slash jobs. So let's talk a little bit about how you built that audience. Like how were you, as people were coming in, how were you engaging them? How were you making a feedback loop to really listen to them, to serve better and better what they needed and to really hit the mark? So one of the big drivers for our growth in the beginning and also throughout the company's history has been uh, our ambassador program. Um, So when we started, we would get emails from people saying that they loved the product, could they do anything to help? And we were kind of amazed by it. And we would write back and just develop this pen pal relationship. And then one day we were sitting with an advisor um, who said, you know, have you thought about asking them to share the skim with 10 friends? And we were like, well, mm. that's probably a good idea. Um, so we started doing that. And once you shared the skim with 10 friends, you would become a skim ambassador. And that was a, a term that they actually coined. And that program grew into 
something that drives about 20% of our user acquisition. And now it's thousands of women throughout the country that are involved in the company that help us do things like launch our book, help us register people to vote. They're really the grassroots force that has taken what we did in the beginning with grassroots marketing and made it this amazing, impressive networking group, something that has really defined community within a new company and and a company that they themselves have actually helped to build. That is so great. And it's beautiful because it gives them more and more purpose and they get to be part of something that they really love and believe in. And what do you give them back? Because this is such a great idea for people listening to think about. And I'm just wondering how you're setting that up. Are you supporting them by getting on like Zoom calls just with them? Or are you doing meetups just for your ambassadors? Or what are they getting back from you other than the pride of being a part of it, which might be enough? Um, so everything you actually just named is stuff that we've actually done with them. So I think, you know, it's it's been an incredible um, asset to the company and one that obviously we're so grateful for. And also I think what's been amazing is how they've really taught us what community should mean and what community, at least at the skim, what they're, what they're looking for. And so everything from um, exclusive meetups, which we call Sip and Skims, um, which mm. is after one of our internal traditions, um, we've done exclusive book clubs for them. We've done, um, they've actually been really, really key in, in um, being part of launch squads for us around our election work, our, our current book that's coming out. And we've also really provided a platform for them to connect with one another. Um, we've heard just the most amazing stories of people who literally met their now spouses through this program, uh, people who've gotten jobs, oh, cool. who've made lifelong friends, who traveled together. Um, people, you know, there was one um, situation where a woman was going through a hard time financially and a group of ambassadors pitched in and, and helped pay for her bills for a while. Um, that is completely oh my um, because of the connections made in this community, yep. not because we're asking them to do that, of course. Um, and so it, what we've done has been able to foster community. Um, and that's taken uh, many different shapes over the last few years and will continue to evolve. That's beautiful. And I'm sure that that plays a huge role. And I don't want to overlook what you guys are doing on your own, what you've always been able to do, um, which is really speak to your audience. Like they can only be ambassadors and help continue to spread the word and shine a light on what you're doing because what you're doing is so good. And I would like to look at that for a second because creating quality content is so important. And people hear it, but we don't really understand what is it that goes into making great content? What have you seen as you've gotten better and better at it that are the ingredients that make something really hit? I think that there are a few things that seem really simple, but I think if you can answer them, it'll give you a much better focus for whatever you're creating. So the first is who is your audience? Um, The second is what's the value? What's the takeaway? Um, And the third is, how are they consuming it? Um, I think that some of the mistakes people make when they create content is just to think that, you know, more is better. More is just more um, if you don't have a strategy behind it. So I think that instead of thinking about, like, I have to do a podcast or I should do an email, think about what it is that you want to create, what's the message, and then what is the best distribution method for that. Um, And it seems simple, but I think it gets really overlooked. And I think that today there's so much content out there that the race to just create more is 
not the best way to win. I think it also at times really stifles authenticity. Um, And I think whatever you're doing, if you come from a place of telling your story, then that's something that is unique. I love it so much. Like this should be a class at Wharton. I hope it is. If it's not, then this is what it should be. (laughs) Yeah, we agree. (laughs) So can we use your model as a case study for for a second to answer those questions? Who's your audience? What's the takeaway that you want them to have and how you got to those answers? Sure. Um, Well, I think our audience was in the beginning, it was our friends. And then we took a step backwards and it is the millennial women right now throughout the United States. That's our key audience. That's what our company has always been built upon. Yep. Yeah. And I think the value, first of all, we want to add value, be a value add. And that's something that uh, we are very, very clear about. We want to be something that doesn't try to take up all of a person's time, but create something that is additive when they have time. So we'll take the three minutes that you have and try to be the biggest value add that we can be in those three minutes where uh, instead of trying to compete with 20 minutes for your time or Mm -hmm. to keep you on our site longer, we know that no one has that amount of time. We're all busy. There are things that we should be doing um, and we want to make sure that you're informed and get on with your day. Yep. So if you had to boil it down and say, this is the thing that you most want people to walk away with, what was the thing? What's the takeaway that you're hoping that they're going to get? Trust. Uh, I think that is the foundation for our company. I think, you know, Satya Nadella at Microsoft said this, and it really stuck with me, which is trust is the ultimate commodity. And I think that's so true. And at the end of the day, as a brand, you're competing for trust uh, with an audience that is skeptical and is really saturated with all different types of information. So what does that look like? I mean, it's a really important word. It's something that we all feel when you say it, it like hits us like in our chest. But what does that mean to you? What does that look like? I think that trust, there's sort of an underlying understanding that authenticity is part of it. And I think that's a, that's a word that's kind of overused a lot. Um, but really, to me, trust, and this is Carly, uh, to me, what trust is, is it underscores transparency and it underscores that you know, brands are created by humans and the customers of those brands are humans. We are all people. People make mistakes. People make typos. People, you know, get tired around the same things. People get impassioned around the, about similar things or sometimes different things. And then how do you deal with those differences? But how do you own up to those things? And I think, you know, as a brand, we've tried to practice that as leaders and creating company culture. We've tried to practice that. And that's everything from being honest when there might be a, you know, a tech glitch or when we're talking about what the realities are like of building a business and sharing that, you know, on our own podcast or um, on our own channels. It also means having our audience truly understand what our mission is about and how that kind of manifests is what our work has been with the elections and our no excuses platform, where when you are telling people, here's the information that you're going to make a really important voting decision around and that they feel that you don't have a hidden agenda around it, or you're not pushing them one way or another. Um, Mm -hmm. There's so much trust and that, you know, I think the best example of how do we know that we have trust with our audience is the fact that 200,000 people voted because of the skim um, in Mm. 18 in a midterm election. That is so impressive. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. There's so much good stuff here. I want to talk about something that comes up 
for most of the people that I talk to, it seems like this is a place where people get stuck. You know, they might have one of these pieces that we just talked about, even two. And along the way, they'll think about taking a step forward. They'll think about doing this thing they want to do, starting their business, sharing their work, whatever it is. And then this little like voice comes up that's really not very kind. It's very critical. And they feel like an imposter. They feel like a fraud. There's a lot of self-doubt. And you have been able to push right past that. So how do you do things when you're scared? You said yourself, we didn't really know. And yet you kept going. So how do you encourage people? What can they take from your journey that allowed you to stay the course? I think that it's a lot easier said than done, which is something that you have to remember that anyone that is in a position to give advice has had those moments of self-doubt. I remember we had a moment when we were pitching our first round of investors and just had heard no again and again and again and again and sitting on the kitchen floor and Carly was sitting on the floor in the living room and just thinking like, what have we done? Um, One of the things that I think (laughs) you know, is, is helpful is to let yourself think that and then move on because no one else is going to get you out of the situation. No one else is going to do this for you. You're it. And there isn't anyone else that is going to do this better than you. If you're the person that is starting something for the first time. So I think also a big contributor to our success in terms of being able to push through it is that there's two of us. So we would have those moments and have them at different times. So right. one would break down and the other one would say, okay, great, you get 30 seconds, get your shit together and let's get going. So I think finding those people in your life who can be those cheerleaders for you and not the ones that are going to kind of indulge you, but the ones that are going to say, I hear you, I know this is hard and keep going. Yeah, that's so, so powerful. And Again, you know, this is what you were just speaking to a few minutes ago, being authentic, but it was really generous of you to share what that actually looks like because people need to hear it. So we have a lot more to cover, but first a quick ad break. You know, the better your credit score, the easier it is to get the stuff you want or the less you have to pay. But when it comes to actually raising your credit score, that can be a major struggle. Well, now it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. A higher credit score can help you establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for the things you want and need in life. People all across America have already raised their credit scores with Experian Boost and you should too. For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score. Experian Boost works by giving you credit for the bills you're already paying through your bank account like water, gas, electric, cable, and cell phone. It used to take months to see your credit score rise a point or two, but with Boost, you can increase your credit scores instantly. Boost is free to use and only available from Experian. Only positive payments will be factored into your credit file. It can only help you not hurt. In rare situations where a person's credit scores go down from boosting, they can instantly disconnect Boost and their credit score will go back up to where it was. I definitely try to keep my credit score up as much as possible because there's always going to be times where I might want to get something new, like a new car or or we might want to buy a a new house. Sometimes we're talking about moving and traveling or whatever else is going to come up. So it's helpful to have something like Experian Boost in case I need to raise my credit score for those kinds of things. Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash dream job. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N.com slash dream job. 
I believe so much in the idea that we're constantly growing, constantly evolving, and lifelong learning is such a crucial part of that journey. That's why I love that we're supported by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes for creators, entrepreneurs, and curious people everywhere. You can take classes in illustration or graphic design, craft making, and even marketing. You name it, they've got it. Right now, you can join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer. You can get two months of Skillshare for free when you go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob2, and that's the number two. It's no secret that I love Skillshare. Some of my favorites have been their classes on watercolor painting, productivity. They also have a purpose and a creativity workshop class, which sounds really interesting. And growing up, like elementary school, middle school, high school, I wasn't such a good student until college, but Skillshare makes it easy to learn because I can do it on my own time and at my own pace. So whether you're picking up a new skill for your day job or you're figuring out your next side hustle, you're pursuing a lifelong passion, Skillshare has classes for you. They're offering you two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2 to start your two months now. So I want to talk about something else that comes up that's a struggle for our audience because it's something that you talk about and you help people with, and that is personal finance. I think that in general, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of, oh, money's the root of all evil, or you know who am I to ask people for money, or I don't want to be salesy or sleazy. And that keeps people from committing to their dream because they're sort of like, either I'm going to do something for money or I'm going to be a good person. It doesn't seem like people think that they go together. And I asked you about monetizing it and there was no apologies. So I would love to hear you speak to the audience a little bit about money and the relationship with money and earning money from things that you love doing and how you've learned to invite money into your ecosystem. Well, I think the first thing that we've learned about money is that it's something that people don't like to talk about openly. Um, And that's something that we hear from our audience. It's uh, something that has influenced um, the type of advice that we seek out and the people that have become our mentors, because we do talk about this from you know, how did we get out of credit card debt to how do we negotiate our salaries to how do we figure out how to save? And all of those questions are actually things that we put into our book, How to Skim Your Life. And it was a big impetus for actually writing the book, because these are questions that we had, even with great people who were generous enough to give us their time. Um, So if we have these questions, then they've got to be universal. Um, So I think that the biggest thing we've learned is that you need to talk about it and you need to find people that you can talk about it with. And it's a hard conversation to have, but you need to do it. I also think that we never say that it's the right decision for someone to quit their jobs and to jump into something. It was the decision that we made and we made it knowing that the trade-off was going to be credit card debt and it was going to be all of these things that would be really tough and have long-term effects for us. So whenever someone comes to us and says, you know, I'm thinking about starting a business, but I don't know if I can handle the financial implications, I think that that's a decision you have to make for yourself. We're never going to be the ones to make that decision for you. And people can talk about like how easy or how hard it is. I think at the end of the day, it's really all on what you feel comfortable with. There's never going to be a best time to do anything. So it has to come down to your family, your setup and what's right for you. Yeah, exactly. And my stance on this is build the bridge, build the runway before you take the leap. And so this idea of not keeping your day job to me works, I find often better when you 
have your day job as your investor, so, so to speak, and you are having a side hustle. And as it's growing and growing and growing, you start to see when you're going to actually be able to leave. But I want to talk a little bit more about the money piece because energetically, I feel like there's a lot of shame around making money and being successful and that if we're going to be nice people, it's not going to work. And I don't see those things as mutually exclusive. I feel like you can be rich and be a jerk. You can be poor and be a jerk. Like all everything in between, it has to do with the way you live your life, right? Um, it's not about money itself, but I think that money has represented a lot of negativity for people and there's some shame around having abundance. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. I think you said it the right way, which it doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with like your character, obviously, you know, for us, we just got out of credit card debt, like very recently. And we know what it's like to feel like you are living paycheck to paycheck. And I think that that perspective has allowed us to hopefully become the kind of employers that, you know, we would want to work for um, and to create a culture that um, we not only can be a place where we want to work, but also create product that allows people to have these conversations more openly and to hopefully be able to negotiate for themselves in the workplace as well. Mm -hmm. That makes sense because you have that empathy there. You've, You've been on that side. In terms of where things were able to actually generate revenue, what were some of those projects that really led to a lot of revenue and the ones that you're most excited about? Yeah, I think that the most organic one is what happened with Skim Reads. So, you know, we started recommending books because it was just something that we felt fit into our brand promise of giving you information that you can use during your lives. And so on a Friday of Memorial Day weekend, we needed a read. Um, and so we we felt like if we needed that, that our audience would probably use a tip as well. So we put it in the Daily Skim newsletter. And that's continued every Friday since Skim Reads, one recommendation and a few lines of text. We've been able as a company to move authors about like 3,000 points on the Amazon list. And that's our recommendation is astounding. Um, So then we were able to create something that was an organic recommendation and monetize it um, through affiliate links. Um, And that affiliate program has grown. So we've been able to recommend things like Casper mattresses, posture devices, all sorts of things that fit into living smarter and that you need to know about ahead of time, meaning gifts, Mother's Day, holidays. How can we make that process easier and more streamlined? And that now has become a, a big revenue line for the company. So I think that's an example of how we've been able to grow revenue out of organic opportunities. That's awesome. And that's so, so cool that you've been able to help people, especially in that first piece of it, because selling books is a whole different game today than it ever was. And that's really, really powerful. So let's talk about how our listeners, what your recommendation is for how to skim their lives. So there's a few categories. I think one of the most important things, and obviously it's very close to our own, you know, personal story is the importance of networking. Um, And we talk a lot about this in the book. Networking is not something that you really have a choice in doing. It's it's a given. It is a skill set that we all need, no matter what career path you go down. And we give a lot of tips in the book around how to approach it, how to stay organized with it, how to really treat it very systematically, um, while also not being a robot. The other part is, I would say, time management and how to make sure that you are literally breathing during the day and focusing your energy efficiently. And some of my favorite parts in the book are different tips around how to conduct your workday 
in terms of, you know, kind of 20 minute spurts of hard focused work and then taking a break or really actually breathing techniques and lots more just like that in the book. So cool. And this like last thing, because I think that it's so important and I think we've touched on it a little bit, but at the end of the day, I think that 80% or even more, maybe even 90% of everything that we do is psychology and like 10% is really the steps involved. One thing that you, you do deal with in the book is how to deal with stress management and anxiety and negative thinking and limiting beliefs. Would you talk about that for a second? Like what some of your wisdom is about that? Um, I think one of the things we've tried to instill actually at Skim HQ and as part of our culture is something called sacred time, which is um, you should have a blocked off time in your calendar for you need to do what you need to do. So with that, whether that means that you're going to therapy, whether that means you're taking a yoga class, taking a walk, is that when you call home? We don't ask what it is that you're doing, but we, um, Danielle and I observe that. Danielle and I make sure that we don't schedule over that for ourselves and certainly don't you know, infringe on anybody else's sacred time. And that's something that's very protected at, at our office. And it's something that um, it took us a really long time to set up boundaries around how to make sure that we were taking care of ourselves and, you know, working out and, and taking those kind of mental breaks, even scheduling vacation was something that like I personally struggled with. So it's something very important to us. And we always come back to, you know, especially early on, if there's no us, there's no skim. <laughs> and uh, you have to take care of yourself and nobody is a machine and can run with no breaks. Yep. Well, this was so informative like interesting and fun and helpful. Thank you for being here. Tell us where we can find you and where, where we can find your book. The skim.com slash book. And we are going on a tour throughout the country starting June 10th. All the information on how to skim your life and the tour is at skim.com slash book. Thank you so much. Yes. Awesome. Great, great stuff. Thank you guys. It was such a blast talking to Danielle and Carly. Their book comes out tomorrow, so definitely go check it out. And here are the takeaways. Number one, give back by fostering community. Provide a platform where people can connect with each other. Number two, to make great content, ask yourself, who is my audience? How are they consuming it? And what's the value? Number three, authenticity and transparency build trust. And trust is the ultimate commodity. Number four, let yourself feel the doubt and then move on. No one else is going to get you out of the situation. Do it for yourself. Number five, surround yourself with your cheerleaders. Number six, know the trade-offs before you quit your day job. There's never a best time, so do what's comfortable for you. And number seven, no one is a machine with no breaks. So block off that sacred time on your calendar and make that self-care priority. Okay. One last reminder that I'm doing a free masterclass on how to overcome imposter syndrome so that you can thrive in your business. It's going to be Tuesday, June 11th at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. There's a link in the show notes. Also, the Don't Keep Your Day Job Passion to Profit Accelerator is closing June 14th at midnight. If you use the code DREAMJOB, you'll get $100 off. This is your chance to have me coach you and show you step-by-step the same method that we're talking about here on today's episode and every other episode. What are we looking at? What are the steps that all of these people, Bobby Brown, Jonathan Adler, Mandy Moore, all the folks that have been on the show, Jen Sincero, what are the steps that everyone has taken being able to do good things in the world, making a difference, 
balance, having fun, doing what they love and making a great amount of money doing it. We are going to talk about that. I'm going to put you into action. I'm going to hold you accountable and show up and coach you if you want to be there for this. I don't think you want to miss it. You can go to kathyscourse.com, use the code dreamjob to get $100 off and enrollment does close June 14th at midnight. You guys are the best. And I want to let you know also, I'm turning 40 next week. Oh my gosh. June 19th is my birthday. I am turning the big four zero. And I was thinking the best thing you could do if you want to give me a gift is to buy my book. You can go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book. It would really mean the world to me. You have no idea if every single one of you bought this book, literally it would be a New York Times bestseller tomorrow. So it would mean the world to me if you bought the book. If you like this podcast, you're going to love the book. It's going to cost you 20 some odd dollars. You can get the audiobook, the ebook, the hard copy. You can get it from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, whatever you like. Go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book. And then when you buy the book, I was thinking to just say thank you. If you take a screenshot and you DM me on Instagram, that screenshot, I will send you back a voice note to say thank you. And every single one of you who goes ahead and pre-orders the book before my birthday, June 19th, and you send me a screenshot to let me know, I'm going to have a special Zoom video chat with you guys. It's a Q&A. You can ask me anything you want about life, your business, anything at all. It's going to be special just for those of you who pre-order my book before June 19th. One special q a call where we can just talk for a couple hours i'll be there to hang out it's going to be super fun and i will also send you back a voice note a personal voice note to say thank you for going ahead and buying my book and wishing me a happy birthday because that is really truly the best thing you could do for me for my birthday i've worked so hard on this book it took two years and i think you're going to love this book so not only will you get a book that you love but you will be making my 40th birthday the very most epic possible 40th birthday you can ever have and it will mean the world to me if you've been enjoying this show, enjoying this free content, enjoying this podcast, and you want to give back and wish me a happy birthday, buy the book. Go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book. Buy it before my birthday, which is June 19th. That's my 40th birthday. And send me a screenshot on Instagram of your purchase. And I will send you back a voice note just saying thank you from the heart. Um, And by the way, I love chatting with you guys there. So I'm happy to start a chat because I'm always there to hear from you. If you're going through something hard, if you're celebrating a win, I am always there on Instagram. You can write to me. Let's start the relationship. I'd love to hear from you. It would mean the absolute world to me. Buy the book before my birthday, June 19th. And we'll celebrate together. I'll be hosting a Q&A and I will send you the details of that. And those of you who pre-order will get in on this special Q&A and we can just chill for a couple hours on video chat and we you can ask me anything you want. I'll be there to support you and we can just hang and celebrate. And maybe by then we'll have hit a certain number and we'll be celebrating not just my birthday, but the fact that this is a New York Times bestseller. I love you guys more than you know. Thank you for being here. Thanks for being my cheerleader. Hope to see you at, on Tuesday at the masterclass. And I would love to work with you guys. Those of you who are going to be in this group, it's going to be a small enough group that I cannot wait to do this intimate coaching in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Passion to Profit Accelerator. So join the program before Thursday night at midnight. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Talk to you guys on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. If dreams are made of paper, let's make paper mache. We'll build a world together with our hands And if hope is made of helium We'll be like balloons And float away, wouldn't that be grand? Nothing lasts forever So we're all a little scared But we're not giving up that easy No, we wouldn't dare Hey, hey, Mr. Sun Don't you set tonight we still got
you set tonight Cause we still got a million plans for the daylight 